Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. It's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at grain markets this week. Canola is down and wheat is up for the week. The Western Grains Research Foundation outlines a $2.7 million commitment for 22 projects this year. We get results of a seed quality survey and details on the Outstanding Young Farmer competition. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain markets were mixed this past week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola fell $28 per metric ton this week, while spring wheat futures were up $0.10 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, this week, yesterday, there was a USDA report, and that set the tone for the grain markets here uh, today and going forward, I believe, for next week. When we're looking at the March canola contract, we're down approximately $28 a ton on the week. Uh, Today, as we're talking, sitting at approximately $842 a ton. On the March Minneapolis wheat front, it seems that the wheat markets might be finding a bit of a bottom here. March Minneapolis up approximately $0.10 a bushel on the week. So as I mentioned, uh, the USDA report came out yesterday and the news was bullish against trade expectations for the soy markets. Final U.S. production for soybeans came in well below trade expectations and even below the low end of actual the range of estimates, as well as December 1st stocks came in below trade expectations as well. So we saw soybeans increase yesterday, and that has kind of helped maybe put a bit of a, a floor under canola here for now. Again, the bullish news from the USDA with continued concerns now with the Argentina crop outlook and weakness in the U.S. dollar are all really supportive factors here for for soybeans, soybean oil, meal especially, and in turn canola. But when we do look at the wheat front, again, wheat seems like we might be finding a bit of a bottom. Uh, However, there was a surge in planted area and there has been very low export sales recently. So while 
while the U.S. and world's 2022-2023 ending stocks came in below expectations, that was really more than offset by the sharp increase in the U.S. planted acres. So as much as we might see a bit of a rally here, I think, I'm not sure the outlook might still be kind of sideways to lower for the wheat markets. What about the war in Russia and Ukraine? What impact is that going to have this rest of this year? Yeah, that's a good question. And it really seems like there hasn't been too much news coming out of the war right now. Wheat has been still moving right now. But as you know, Jim, one thing could happen, uh, an announcement or, or a bomb or something like that. And it really changes the outlook. So that's where I always talk about with clients a risk management plan, because you need to come into whether using futures or options or even just doing, let's say, contracts with the grain company. Have your plan in place before, obviously, you do something. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. The Western Grains Research Foundation has announced a commitment of $2.7 million to 22 new research projects. Executive Director Wayne Thompson says the support is a co-funding partnership with other farm groups and the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. For 2023, uh, Western Grains Research Foundation has approved $2.7 million of funding for 22 new research projects in collaboration with the Saskatchewan Government Agriculture Development Fund and several of the other producer groups in Saskatchewan and across the prairies too. Tell me about some of the projects. We're looking at projects that are related to environmental stresses and diseases for wheat and canola, canary seed, peas and barley. Uh, we're also looking at agronomy when it comes to surveillance and mitigation strategies for diseases, including fusarium and club root. And then also research into insects, whether it's uh, the forecasting and monitoring or control and then new strategies to improve crop production across the prairies and Saskatchewan because all of those are very important to improving the information that farmers have for producing better crops, better agronomy management, and information in general to know how what we're doing in Saskatchewan fits in with the rest of the world. How does this compare with, say, last year or other years? This funding is in line with previous years and several of the projects are consistent with what we've done in the past. We have been funding agronomy and variety development for several, for several years and several of the researchers that we have received proposals from are continuing previous projects. So fairly consistent and pretty happy with the interest that we saw through the research proposals and what we are funding and the benefits that will accrue for farmers. The Western Grains Research Foundation is based in Saskatoon. Where does this kind of funding come from? That, that's a, you know, almost three million dollars. The funding that WGF uses is from the research fund, and that research fund has been built up from the maximum rail 
entitlement payments to WGF over the years. And then also some of the funding comes from what we have remaining from the wheat and barley deductions for Western Canada that we used to administer before they were moved to the provincial wheat and barley associations. So what kind of funding are you hoping for this coming year? We don't know what kind of funding we will receive each and every year. We have a a fund that we have available and it collects interest and we, in general, spend the interest from that investment. Which then keeps it a self-perpetuating fund for ensuring research goes on for years because some research projects aren't just for one year. Correct, yeah. It it gives us the opportunity to be a long-term funder of research. We've been around, of course, over 40 years now. We plan to be here for at least that long to support the research in agriculture and be able to do long-term funding for more variety development because that's a long-term project and farmers benefit from new varieties coming to the door. But at the same time, agronomy is an important component of producing a good crop and we want to make sure that we are funding research that helps farmers have better information and then also collaborate with several of the other commodities and organizations across Western Canada. So we are aligned with what those associations and organizations are funding for research. Wayne Thompson is the executive director of the Western Grains Research Foundation in Saskatoon. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Ustrauss here with realagriculture.com. I am here today at the National No-Till Conference in St. Louis, Missouri, and I have here with me John Jackson, who is with... My company is called Global Neighbor. We make the weed seed destroyer. Absolutely. Okay, so tell me a bit about the weed seed destroyer. What is it? So what we do is we take the output from the combine, the sieve section, where all the weed seeds generally reside, and we take it, we expose it to a light system, and then what happens is those seeds don't become plants the next year. Okay, so what wavelength are we talking about here? Yeah, so we're going to use... Uh, some mid-IR, so it's kind of a wavelength where if you are, uh, if you would felt it, it would feel like warmer because of it. So what we're going to do is warm up the seed a little bit, and then we're going to hit it with this blue light. And then when we do that, we're going to damage a little bit of the, a little bit of the seed, and then that seed won't become a plant. So tell me a bit about the process. It's an attachment that goes into the bottom of your com- combine, or how does that kind of work? Yeah, so right at the back end where the uh, sieve output is, we're going to put a couple baffles in there and we're going to direct the sieves downward into our hopper system. Then the hopper system is going to put it into an auger. The auger is going to run it through our light system. At the end, we're going to blow it back up into the chopper and then it will go back out to the field. Great, awesome. And how fast does all of this actually happen? 
the neat thing is we we heat that seed up and we expose it to the blue light within a second and a half so the combine is producing about like a like a five gallon bucket of chaff every second and so we're going to process that chaff in a second and then um, and then go ahead and blow it back out into the field so the chaff is the only thing that goes through it right so we're going to separate out the you know the back end of the combine three quarters of the the material is the straws and this the leaves the chaff is the fine particulate matter and it's also where the seeds reside okay and w tell me a bit about i guess uh w what sort of crops this works on and what sort of weed seeds it works on like is there specific ones you're targeting yeah, so we've we've tested against the eight most common weed seeds in Ohio. I'm from Ohio, so we start there. Um, we've been testing it on wheat, soybeans, and 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 Louisiana State's been doing stuff with rice chaff with rice, and um, so that's where we where we are right now. Good good efficacy in those and uh, good performance. Okay, talk a bit about uh, efficacy, as you said. What are you totally seeing there? So our goal is to get at least 85% on the broad set of seeds that will hit the device. In Palmer Amaranth, we're at 97 to 99%. Things like ryegrass and foxtail and the grasses were way above 99%. We're really, those are really easy for us in this technique to control. And then some of the bigger seeds, like um, they're, they're more difficult and we're, we're we're in the more 80 percent like something like a morning glory or you know these where they have those hard shells and then volunteer uh like wheat volunteer you know volunteer it's really a weed the next year right um we wheat volunteer we're pretty good we're like 50 percent on that and then corn and soybeans we're we're not at all good at those so mainly the weeds and some of the challenges you've seen so far there's always so many challenges we're working with a just a fantastic group of farm operators we've got 15 folks these guys are gracious with their time and their equipment and their advice um, we were able to work through the flow the flow restrictions right so you got to match that flow to the combine we got to get the efficacy up where they they need it to be we got to make sure we don't impact the combine operation so when that combine's going that just needs to go. They don't need to stop or slow down or adjust anything. And so those are those are the challenges. Uh, we've met them um, and we're in the field with uh, units. We expect to be in the field with test units this year and then next year be into some commercial sales. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, light winds, the high minus 2. Fog patches developing late this evening, the low minus 10. Tomorrow cloudy, risk of freezing rain late in the afternoon, fog patches dissipating tomorrow morning, wind southeast 20, the high minus 1. Saturday night, some snow with a low minus 5. 
Sunday, cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 10. Monday, cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 8. Tuesday, cloudy, the high minus 6, the low minus 12. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6, the low minus 10. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6. Normal high for this date, minus 11. The normal low, minus 23. The sun rose at 8.55 this morning. It sets at 5.20 tonight. And currently, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek at 11 degrees. The cold spot, Prince Albert, at minus 19. Estevan is minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 14. Swift Current, plus 3. Weyburn, minus 8. Yorkton is minus 13. In Regina, with overcast sky, it's minus 9. That's 15 Fahrenheit, 15 above. Winds are from the southeast at 16. Humidity is 88%. The barometer falling, 101.6. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, plus 1. Winds are from the west-southwest at 8. Once again, Regina, overcast and minus 9. That's 15 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Molecular Lab Manager at Discovery Seed Labs in Saskatoon says seed quality for the 2023 crops is good, with not a lot of bad news to deliver. Sandy Junek released Fall Germination and Vigor Statistics at the Saskatchewan Seed Growers Association Annual General Meeting in Saskatoon yesterday. Because there was rain this year in uh, most of the province, we are seeing the disease levels come back up on both the cereal and the pulse crops. Uh, definitely higher than they were last year, but everything is still at a nice manageable level from what we're seeing. The following germination and vigor statistics for the various crops are provincial averages. Junex starts with wheat. This year for wheat, you know, our average germination is 95%, which is, which is awesome. The uh, vigor is 92, and we're only at 1.5% of samples tested in the lab below that 85% germ. And that, it was a 2.5% last year at this time for wheat. So wheat did well last year, and it's looking really good this year as well. The average germination for Durham is 93.7% with vigor at 89.4%. Less than 3% of Durham tested was under 85% germ. Junek says both barley values are in the 90th percentile. Germ is 95.5% with a 91.8 vigor average, which is really nice to see. We've noticed a large reduction in the number of samples this year that are below that 85%. I think last year it was 13%, and this year it's only 3%. So that's good to see. So barley is in good shape. Oh, germ and vigor are equally impressive. Uh, average germ is the highest that it's been since I've been at Discovery, and that's about 13 years. 96.7, uh, 93.1 vigor. Uh, and only 2% of samples are below 85. 
The average flax germination was 88.1% and germination 84%. These numbers are much better than last year when 29% of flax had under 85% germ. Moving on to the pulse crops, Junik starts with peas. They're back up to a nice level. Our average germ is, is 90 uh, this year compared to 81.5 last year. Vigor's holding strong to 88.6 versus 78 last year. And only 13% of the samples are below 85% this year. And uh, last year at this time, it was 43. So much better conditions for the field peas this year. Most of the germs that we would have done on this would have been on pre-cleaned samples, though. So just another note that since it was dry in a lot of the pea production areas, post-cleaning, we do expect those germs to drop a little bit. We're hoping to not see the dramatic drops that we saw last year. And as for lentils... 96.6% with a 91.4% vigor, 0.8% of samples are below that 85%. So lentils are in very good shape as well. Junek wrapped up his presentation to seed growers with a few bullet points. Group 11 resistance in peas and lentils has been on the rise. So we do have uh, molecular tests to determine whether either in plant material or on your seed, the disease that's present is resistant to the group 11s and we can do that for both peas and lentils one we've been getting a lot of calls about this year is that bacterial leaf streak so there has been confirmed fields of it in saskatchewan in a few different areas and we do have a test that can identify the bacterial pathophars that cause it and that can be done either on plant tissue it's also transmitted on seed lots so we do have a seed test available as well for it so if you would like any more information about that or anything like that, you can just call into the lab, talk to me. I can walk you through the procedures, the information that it gives you, and that sort of thing. Sandy Junek is the Molecular Lab Manager at Discovery Seed Labs in Saskatoon. He spoke yesterday at the Saskatchewan Seed Growers Association annual meeting in Saskatoon. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com the nomination deadline for the Outstanding Young Farmer competition in Saskatchewan is February 15th. Tannis Axton is involved with the Saskatchewan Outstanding Young Farmer program and spoke recently with 620 CKRM's Cody Glyden. Well, Canada Outstanding Young Farmers is a national program, and then there's regional programs. So the Saskatchewan Outstanding Young Farmer nominations are due February 15th already, and Anyone can nominate. You can just go on to the SASC OIF website and there's a little tab with nominate a farmer. And yeah, you know, nominate anyone who you think has a great farm story or is doing something interesting or different or, you know, someone you just, you find an inspiration in the agricultural area. As far as criteria, um, because it is outstanding young farmer, you have to be under 40. So, for some of us, that happens fast. So if you know someone who's getting close <laughs> to that age and doing, you know, some outstanding things, you've got to get them nominated. And the other criteria is they have to be actual farm operators, you know, make the decisions on the farm, and over 50% of their income comes from the farm. 
So there's been nominations. Um, the year Derek and I were nominated, um, we were nominated as a couple because we both work on the farm. You know, there's been brothers. Sometimes it's just a husband. Um, I don't know if we've ever had just um, a female nominee before, but that would be great, too. Now, as you mentioned, you and your husband, Derek, are alumni of the program. And uh, how did you like it? How did you like uh, going through this whole program? Well, the process is actually quite simple. So we were nominated by our accountant at Myers Norris Penny, and he actually gave us a heads up that we didn't know a lot about the program. Let us know that, you know, he'd like to nominate us. So we said sure. So, yeah, once you get those nominations in by February 15th, then Elaine Proom, who is our regional coordinator, she contacts you and lets you know you've been nominated. So that's a really exciting phone call to get. But then there is a bit of work to do because then there is an application to fill out, which is quite extensive. The nice part about it is it really makes you reflect on your farming career. It is an application, so you. the hardest part, I think, for farmers is you really should be bragging about yourself, but from what I find from farmers, it's kind of a humble crowd, so it's kind of a bit of a trick. But it looks at, you know, your progress in your farming career, soil, water, energy conservation, financial practices, and your contribution to the community and province and nations. So, yeah, we were excited. And then the events, so once you, let me back up a little bit. So then from there, the top candidates, then you go on to our events. Once again, this year going to be in June at the Farm Progress Show. And there's interviews with judges and do a presentation at the regional event during the Farm Progress Show, which even if you haven't been nominated or haven't had anything to do with this program, it's a great luncheon to go to and hear these farmers' stories. It's exciting. It's inspirational. And then they announce a provincial winner. And from there, each provincial winner uh, moves on to the national event. And this year, the national event will be, um, in 2023, it'll be held in Quebec. So meet a lot of people. The networking is amazing. I've emceed the banquet before, and you're right, it is certainly Mm. inspirational. Best place to go to uh, nominate a farmer? Yeah, check out the Sask OIF website, and all the information you need is there, yeah. Tana Saxton is involved with the Outstanding Young Farmer Program in Saskatchewan. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were showing upward movement. Viterra prices for canola rose 50 cents at 827.92. Number one red spring wheat gained 351 at 421.45. The rest were unchanged. Durham 492.61. Feed barley 356.57. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 682.98. Lentils 737.50. Oats 239.32, yellow peas 467.70, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March fell a half cent at 9.11 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. This past Thursday, we had our first regular sale of the year with just over 500 head on offer, and here's how it went. Good cows were 85 to 95 with sales up to a buck three. Medium cows are about 70 to 85. Into the bulls, bulls are about a buck five to a buck 15 with sales up to a buck 23. This coming Tuesday, January 17th, we got our first pre-sort sale of the year. Still got some room in that. Give us a call if you want to book in. Any calls or concerns, give us a call. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $188.40 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The arm of Edenwald wins the border fight against White City. In 2019, White City submitted a boundary alteration application, which basically asked for permission to annex communities along White City's border that sit in the arm of Edenwald. The town wanted this for more ability to expand and grow their tax base, as well as stopping RM development along its border. However, the arm of Edenwald was not willing to give up the communities that create a diverse tax base for it. So last November, both municipalities argued their reasonings to the the Saskatchewan Municipal Board. From there, the board denied White City's request to take over the communities because it felt White City did not have a solid enough reason to stop RM development around its border. RM of Edenwald Reeve, Mitchell Huber, is assuring residents of the entire rural municipality, including Emerald Park, the area will continue receiving quality services with lower tax rates. He says White City had wanted to annex almost 4,000 acres of RM land, including all of Emerald Park. On the markets, the TSX has risen 86 points to 20,297. The Dow has gained 218 points to 34,192. Oil has gone up a dollar eight at 79.47 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.60 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news. On your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.